On today's episode, Jesse and I ask the question, is it still service if you're getting paid? I hope you're ready because we're about to get into it. Yo, it is Faith Chair Friday, so that's a good thing. And um, before we jump into this, I, I want to personally just um, reiterate really quickly that if you are in the PNW specifically and you are a worship leader, worship team, or a solo artist, but you have original music, season three is all about you. We want to champion your music. We want to we want to um, feature you on the episodes. So if you have music, please feel free to send it to faithsharepodcast at gmail.com. And uh, Jesse and I will... I remembered it. I remembered it. (laughs) We will uh, listen to them and uh, put them on. Because we want to do it. We want to champion you. So, um, we've had some great songs so far that we've been featuring. Uh, Been excited about those. Like I said, we want to champion the local artist. But if you're not local and you're listening, if you're listening from New York or Tennessee, or whatever, right? It's kind of like God. The Jews ain't gonna step up. We gonna engraft. Right. We gonna engraft. <laughs> we'll so sell you in. Our local artists, for whatever reason, we were just talking about how like people reached out and were like, "Who sent us the MP3?" And right, nobody said anything. It's like, oh, I guess people don't want free advertising for their music. I guess I don't know. So, so if they don't step up, so if you're from outside, yeah, or maybe you're. From the Pacific yeah. Northwest, but you have moved, as so many people do, to places like L.A. and Nashville. Uh-huh. Hit us up. Hit, Hit us, us up. up. If we don't have other music, we'll feature it. And one day, the Faith Share podcast will be big. I think that's what it is. We're not big enough. Oh, we're, we're, too, we're, we're, we're too Well, see, that's too the small. problem, though, because see, when we get big, then all of a sudden it's not free. Ah! So you got to get in on the ground floor. Get <laughs> on the ground floor. Get it on the ground. Yeah. Uh, if you guys it's can't tell, we're we are experiencing vitamin D deficiency. That's pretty much what it we're is. A little crazy today. That's what it is. <laughs> I dropped my son off at work, I and literally on the way home. My son, but that's I a shame. Remember, oh, they're all gross. That so. is a shame. <laughs> ha! We need a. We do. We need a a, a light lamp in here. A vitamin D lamp in here. That's what. We, yeah. Um. And the UV lamp. Yeah. To kill the germs and the vitamin D lamp. <gasps> That'd be good. I, I dropped my son off at work. Literally, he's just down the hill in Kent. I was literally falling asleep at every light on the way back because it was just, it was like bedtime sky. Yeah, yeah, your brain, yeah, your brain's like, what? <sighs> so crazy. But anyway, what are we getting into today? Well, uh, this, this thought kind of came, I mean, it came up uh, in our conversation with Roy. Yeah, I think what was that episode three of this season, something like that. Um, it came up again uh, with Pastor Jared, mm-hmm. um, episode five, um, and and it was a thought that hit me because um, you know as as we've stepped out and, and planted Northwest or uh, Tribe Church Northwest, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and and dealing with financial stuff, you know, uh, I was blessed to have a church that we had a relationship with reach out and, and they had a position open a need mm-hmm. uh, in their audio department which I have some experience in and like hey we'd love to pay you to you know run sound for us on Sundays yeah. and rehearsals and and uh, and that's that's helped supplement income that's dope um, 
And so in, in the midst of some of those interactions, at the same time we were having these conversations, um, you know, people would be like, oh, hey, you know, you know, thank you so much for your service. Or, you know, the worship team would be, you know, after rehearsal, you know, how can we help you put stuff away? And I'm like, guys, I'm being paid to be here. You guys are, yeah. you guys go home. Yeah. Like, yeah you're yeah. volunteers. Get yeah. out of here. Like, I'll take care of it. It's not a problem. And and, and then I was thinking, I was like, when people thank you mm-hmm. for serving and in my head, I'm like... I'm even paid to be here. And so then I was like, the question was, is it really service if you're being paid? Wow. And and uh, so wow. so that's the question for today. For for those of us who are in, you know, some you know, whatever level of ministry we're in, if you're like me and you just get paid a stipend to do a particular thing, mm-hmm. or if you're part-time or if you're full-time, um, this question of like, is it service? Is it service to God's people? Is it service to the church? Is it service to the kingdom of God? Is it service yeah. to God? Can we can we actually think of it as service if we're being paid for it? Yeah. I feel like I feel like you could call it service. I see why you wouldn't want to. Does that make sense? Mm. Because um when we pay a plumber to come over, he's still performing a service for us. But the reason why I say, um, why I understand the fact that you don't necessarily want to call it service or with the argument for not wanting to call it service is because it's his heart for actually helping, helping us with the right. plumbing or is his heart just, I want to do this job. So I can get my check and get out of here. Right, yeah. Um, That's a great point. So much of it yeah. comes down to, so much of what we talked about comes down to what is the actual heart motivation. And I've heard you say it this way before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like, would you still be doing this mm-hmm. if you weren't getting if paid? If you weren't getting paid. And and that that creates a, a much different completely different Completely different. Bonnie Raitt. It's funny because I had that thought in 2020 about preachers, about pastors, but Bonnie Raitt said this years ago, um, and I'll never forget it. She was asked if she would do music if if, if she uh, wasn't paid anymore for it. She was like, absolutely. She was like, I I don't know anything else to do. I dream about it. I, I breathe it. I talk about it. Um, and that's how you know you love something is when... You don't ever have to get paid for it. You know what I'm saying? You might get paid for it, but you do it because you love it, not because you're getting paid for it. And I feel like um, somebody just asked me a couple days ago, would you come and play drums for us? What would that look like? Mm-hmm. Like, what would it look like to have you come and be and be here? Yeah. Like our drummer. And so I told him, I was like, you know what? I don't normally get paid for stuff like that i said but like people will pay me but i'm not like hey this is what i charge to come right you know what i'm saying i don't do that but in this particular situation right right (laughs) like you don't i'm for free with the basic but if y'all want the licks and the fills there's a per diem there's there's a la carte that's like that's like 2000 (laughs) 2003 texting services right (laughs) Text by you get charged by the word by the letter I think of what it used to be, so if I'm charging for the lick, woo, 
Um, but I told him, I was like, because I just love to serve and serve wherever I'm needed, the fact that you guys are wanting me to be there exclusively, I would have to ask for um, pay for that, mm -hmm. for, for compensation for that. And he was like, I totally understand. I totally understand. He said, uh, but w would you still come like and just hang with us if we needed you to play? I was like, absolutely. There's no way that I wouldn't. You know what I'm saying? Um, because I think the deciding factor comes down to that person's heart. Like, are they doing it because, they like Paul said, I'm persuaded. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm persuaded to do, I'm compelled, actually, is what he said, yeah. by Christ's love to do what I'm doing. Um, and I think, so I think it's it's both and, but I've met some, just like I'm sure you have, met some people who were doing it for the money. And it was no longer, it was a service for the money, not a service for the yeah. people. Yeah. You know. And I know a lot of pastors who won't, you know, won't go preach at an at another church unless you're getting paid. Yeah. Unless. And, yeah. And, and and of course, there's tears to that. Some people just expect an honorarium. Yeah. But they don't like you. They don't specify how much that's supposed to be. Yeah. Some people have a whole, like essentially, like like Roy said, I am a professional preacher. Right. Right, and so just so like here's I'm my, uh, I'm basically I'm a performer. Yep. And if you want me to come perform at your church, like here is a breakdown of costs. Like, yeah. Uh, I knew a pastor who was like, I I will not travel in preaching unless you pay for my whole family to come with me because I'm not going to give up the time with my family. And th and that's why I think I think people it ha have used some people in ministry mm. have used payment for their services as like a replacement for just ha just saying no like just having boundaries so i think so like we, we got a whole other subject enough, to, yeah <laughs> if i get paid enough i can sell this to my family yeah and they're going to be my wife's going to be cool with the fact that i'm going yeah, 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 on, yeah, 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 on yeah. the weekend i'm supposed to be spending with my family yeah, yeah you know just as a hypothetical scenario yeah so it's like, okay, I'm going to put my number here. If somebody's yeah. willing to pay that, I'm willing to give up the time with my family or with my own congregation. Instead of just being like, no, wow. I can't. Is that yeah. being wise as serpents, serpents and harmless as a dove? Yeah. Like, some, some like say, no, that's just being wise. I like I would, the translation that says, um, there's one that says clever. And what's the, what's the other one? Because they use a word that almost has a negative connotation. So it's mm. funny to me. Um, cunning. 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 That's right. Cunning as serpents. Cunning as serpents, right. And harmless as doves. But I don't think that is that. I think that is... Uh, no, I, I think it is being more cunning than smart or wise or trying to do right by your family. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, which brings me to this question. I have a, another question, but uh, since you brought that up, it brings me to this question. I'm not sure if we really devoted a whole episode to this, but in this same vein uh, of is it service if you're getting paid, is it uh, is there a requirement, like uh, a godly requirement for us to be, you might have asked this question, on one of the episodes recently, when we were maybe when we were when we were talking with Roy, but like, is it something that we should be like, oh, 
I'm going to school to be a pastor to get my doctorate or whatever. Not not anybody's doing that. But I'm doing that so that I can get a job as a preacher. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, yeah. that's what you want to do? Uh, as far as that's how you want to uh, have an income? Mm. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I feel like 2020, for me, kind of like turned that whole idea up, like upside down on its head. I, I'm all for... Like they're paying you to come speak, they're flying you out. They want you to speak, and they give you honorarium for your time. But looking at it as like this is a business move, yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. Should it be? Yeah. That I guess, I guess that's my question. The the, and 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 I think part of it is semantics, right? Mm-hmm. So like you said earlier, like in English, in the English language, yeah. the way we talk, we would say that a plumber. Or a lawyer yeah, or an yeah. IT person, they provide a service. Right. They get paid for that service, but they provide a service. That's that's one idea of service. But I think when we're talking about like a kingdom of God service, yeah. right? And you see you see Jesus talk about this repeatedly with uh, talking about uh, prayer and fasting and giving. Like you know, he says if you do it out in public. To uh-huh. receive the the affirmation and praise mm-hmm. of people, mm-hmm. you've already received your reward. That's right. You don't get a heavenly reward for that. And mm-hmm. that's, for me, that's the filter I'm using to describe what I call service. Gotcha. Is, is this something that is storing up for me treasure in heaven? Yeah. Or is am I supplying a professional service that I'm receiving my reward in the form of some kind of payment because I think, and so that maybe that's the better way to, que- gotcha. to ask the question is yeah. like, if my service in the kingdom of God, I am paid for, is that, is that generating any treasure in heaven? Yeah. Am, yes. am, I, am I gaining affirmation from the, the, my heavenly father or am I receiving my just reward in the form of dollars? Yeah. And the second question to that is, is that a good thing to do? <laughs> I think it turns into what we've what a lot of what we've seen in twenty twenty with uh, a lot of pastors saying uh, just being very vocal about how Trump is still president, about how this country is going down because it's voting uh, against. Uh, the Bible against God's will and all those things like that. Uh, because it turns into, I'm his vessel to, I'm pretty much just saying what you want me to say because you guys are paying me to say it. Yeah. In this episode, we're excited to feature the song Deep Waters by the Northwest Worship Collective's own Johnny Amato. This song is available wherever you stream music. And we are thankful to Johnny for sharing this music with us. Enjoy. They say your presence like the wind, the mighty rushing wind. Love is stronger than anything that's tangible. No fear too strong, no high too great, and nothing that can separate your love from me, your love from me. So I lift my voice to seek your reach in it. 
for the oceans deep, but here I stand. Lord, in this storm, you're my peace. Nothing will take you from me. So I step on deep waters. I will not fear like it that I breathe. I know you're near. You call me out to walk by faith and not to be afraid. In the storm, you said, be still and go in peace. future in your perfect hand, your mighty head, so I live my voice cause I know you are near, for the ocean's deeper will not fear, I will not fear, Lord in the storm you're So I step on deep water. I will not fear. And you definitely see Paul talk you know about yeah. that in in his letters mm-hmm. about how he kind of approached receiving quote unquote payment. I mean, he just yeah. kind of called you know financial support mm-hmm. for his ministry, right? He 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 wouldn't receive it from people he was presently ministering to he would only receive it from them after he left after they supported him to go on to the next place that way the people he was presently ministering to could never question his motives you can't question what i'm telling you or not saying or how i'm conducting myself because i'm not doing it to get money from you because i'm being supported by other people Mm. whose fruit of my ministry you can already ask them about right because i've already left them right i finished my work with them right moved on um, and he and he basically says the exact same thing. He's like, I don't want anyone to be able to question yeah. my motives or my message. Mm-hmm. And so when money gets involved, then there there do become questions. And we've talked extensively in in multiple episodes about how a lot of things we talk about and a lot of the things we feel like God is trying to shake change into the church are being yeah. resisted. Yeah. And part of that resistance is pastors being either afraid mm-hmm. or unwilling to make the necessary changes because yeah. they feel it may undermine people's mm-hmm. agreement and therefore people's giving yeah. and therefore their livelihood. So it does come with some dangerous hooks and weights um, that, that I think are also problematic beyond just the question of, am I actually serving the kingdom of God in a way where I'm storing up treasure in heaven, or am I trading heavenly treasure that uh-huh. cannot rust or be stolen, yeah. or yeah. You know, all those things yeah. that, that Jesus says about heavenly treasure for present money. Now you're making me think, because when you see that, then in asking that question as a service, when you see things like that, my answer would almost automatically be no. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's right, because like, you could talk about it right. hypothetically, yeah. and in a perfect world, you mm-hmm. could see where it could be okay. Like, 
mm-hmm. if you were, and there's people like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, not to toot my own horn, but, you know, I was being paid by a church. Mm-hmm. And it didn't stop me from right. preaching what I felt like the Lord was telling me to preach, knowing right. that people weren't going to like it. Yeah. Sometimes even people in our own leadership team mm-hmm. didn't stop me from speaking what I thought, felt was the truth and mm-hmm. what I was saying on this podcast that's public on social media. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to let money compromise the truth or what I feel like God's called me to do, but I understand the pressures (laughs) and not everybody. And and of course my wife and I talk about, it's easier for us. Yeah. We don't have kids. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Right. We don't have some of those other obligations Mm -hmm. that that some pastors have to think about. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we we live with other people who help us pay for our house and mm-hmm. groceries and stuff, and mm-hmm. so it's not all on us. Mm-hmm. And so we're able to be comfortable with a salary that other people wouldn't be able to be comfortable yeah. with. Yeah. Right? So we recognize that we've had some lack of burdens, and so I can't say that put in the same situation as many ministers, I would have held my integrity. I That's hope a good. So. That's a good. I hope so. But right? but the recognition is it makes it harder. Right. Right. Right, it makes it harder to always serve. Right, Jesus said, "You cannot serve God and money." Mm-hmm. And so, when when we're paid for ministry, mm-hmm. those lines get a little blurry. That's right. That's right. And that's that's why I would say a clear no, because you are no. If you're serving, you have to count the cost of what service means, especially in the kingdom. You have you. We count the cost. Uh, 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 the earthly costs of secular work a police officer counts the cost he's like i didn't know i was gonna get shot at what are you guys talking about guns what is it you know what i'm saying that no cop ever said that you know not even in england where the police officers don't carry guns but some of the criminals do but they've counted that cost and they still serve like they go to places where those assailants those criminals those aggressors have weapons that they don't have but they still go and for me that is much like what you just said you would speak about things that you know the holy spirit that you know god told you to say knowing full well that there were people that you were actually working with yeah that didn't agree that's counting the cost to me that's service in lieu of the fact that you're getting paid to preach like you like you said you don't even with the burden of the building, the burden of the staff, the burden of uh, whatever else comes with that, I feel like, no, you knew you were called to be a preacher, then this is what it means. Mm-hmm. You knew you were called to be a pastor, this is what it means. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And if you really want to serve, uh, you know, it took me a long time to understand that even as a husband. I wanted to be married. You know what I'm saying? I, I wanted to be married. But my goal was to be married by 25. I was married by 25. And I never wanted to get a divorce, but I did things that would lead to that. And then after, I started to realize slowly but surely, thank you, Holy Spirit, and my wonderful wife helping me to understand, no, this is the cost that comes with being a husband. Right. And you aren't really serving unless you have counted them. And you are moving forward anyway, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and I'm. It, this is not vulgar, but sex aside, you're like, no, I just want to get married so I can have sex. No, then you aren't really serving. Right, right. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like to your point, yeah. I'm gonna go to Bible college. I'm gonna get a job yeah. at church so I can get paid. Right. Paid to preach. Like that's not that shouldn't be ah. that shouldn't be the goal. Yeah. And like we talked about before, like what what I've seen in the mm-hmm. communication with pastors that I know, with the yeah. communication threads that I see on social media amongst pastors when they're talking about issues and questions that they're yeah. having in their ministry, is that so many people in ministry approach it as just it's just a career it's just and a they're career just, they're looking to just advance <sighs> like let me go get it like regardless of what i'm actually called or gifted for i gotta i gotta start you know yeah. you get your foot in the door as a youth pastor oh you know put in your three to five years as a youth pastor move up to an associate pastor and then get your first senior pastorship did you just expose the the oh, everybody the chronological knows. Every, order everybody of knows. it's like it's like look this is not a job pipeline mm-hmm this is not a work your way up from the letter room corporate career. Like, oh, my God. Don't Wait, no. It starts as worship leader, then youth pastor. Well, for those who have the ability, have the gift of, right. of worship, maybe, yeah. But it's like, yeah, it's like if you don't have a, if you don't have a gift or call to serve young people, mm-hmm. don't go jack up a bunch of young people right. for three right. years so right. that you can move wow. on to be an associate pastor. Wow. Like, that's not how they I, – I was talking to my wife about school, and I was yeah. like – I was like, you can't approach a degree, a bi- or you shouldn't, the school or the student should yeah. not approach a Bible college degree the same way you would approach any other undergraduate degree. Yeah, It's not about study this information so that you can regurgitate it for a test and then instantly forget yeah. it. Like, that's not going to produce right. well-informed, educated, and trained that's right. ministers. That's but right. That's, mm-hmm. that's what a lot of these students are doing, and the, and the schools and the teachers are setting it up that way too because right. all they care about is the score on the quiz. And it's like, how is that helping to make sure that you're creating like equipped ministers to go out and preach the gospel? It it definitely Right. And it's just like so you see like the motivations get cloudy when the when 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 money is a part of the equation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh and, and again we see from Paul money is is always gonna be a part of the equation. For sure. But it, it's about it's about motivation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about staying pure mm-hmm. and knowing whether or not you can stay pure in your motivation. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I think and also understanding that you can't you don't want to do anything to compromise your message. And I think I think a lot of people in ministry don't consider the fact that they're paid as a stumbling block, and yet it mm. is, especially when you throw mm. into the fold. All of the mess mm. that has happened in terms of churches and money yeah. that have made people so just suspect and right. not wanting to right. deal with that aspect. And there's some personal stuff in there because people sometimes just don't want to be generous, don't mm-hmm. want anybody to tell them what to do with their money or whatever. But a lot of it also has to do with, like, you know, churches not doing right yeah. by people. So, like, when all of that gets mixed in the fold, you really start to have this, like, problem yeah and 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 i love that roy pointed it out i love that jared pointed out it's like yeah if we're honest yeah and i've i've worked in i've worked in nonprofits, i've worked in faith-based nonprofits, i've worked mm-hmm. in non-faith-based nonprofits. i've had my own business i've worked in the corporate world retail right and i've worked in a church yeah so i feel pretty confident in saying that in general it be at the church and the nonprofit world. There's 
I think there's so much wasted resources because mm-hmm. people are getting paid to do jobs that aren't really full time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As as yeah. as Jared pointed out, like what mm-hmm. is, what are most pastors doing on Tuesday afternoon? Sitting in their office trying to figure out how to grow the church. <laughs> they're not they're not engaged in yeah. they're not engaged in ongoing intense one on one discipleship with mm-hmm. people. They're not filling their calendar up with mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Uh, it uh, let's be honest, it does not take that long to prep a sermon, right? Uh, regardless of how <laughs> you go about doing it, and if it's that hard for you, <sighs> it's probably something you should be ceding to someone else in your in your church Man. or staff because Man. that probably means you're not gifted for it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and the, wow. The, so it's like. But shouldn't yes. they know that about themselves? Like, if you're going into ministry, shouldn't you know that this... Uh, I guess you can be unaware, but I don't see how you can be with social media. Like, everything is on social media. We can see everything. So, I would take that back. So, my question is, shouldn't we know? Shouldn't we know better as far as you know what making that much money is going to do to you as a pastor? You know what I'm saying? Or, like, even, or even the other side is not making that much money. Not making that much money. Like, because it could have the converse that the effect. system is supposed to be that I'm supposed to be paid full time by the church so that right. I can. And you know, it right. all comes from like one verse, right? It all comes from when they yep. when they told the apostles that the, right. the widows were being mm-hmm. rejected, the hell to choose neglected. Being rejected. That's right. And they said, choose these seven people to take care of that because we, the apostles, should spend our time focused on prayer uh-huh. and the word. It all comes from uh-huh. that. So, so from that's you know, ignoring again, like we so often do, ignoring everything Paul talked about and did in his ministry regarding how he dealt with finances right. and, and all that kind of stuff, uh, challenging that one isolated little thing right. where we maybe didn't take the proper context in, in consideration. And they didn't say that they were doing that to get paid for it. Yeah, I was just saying, you know, and so the idea, the idea today is, well, in order to be able to do that, that means I can't be working another job because that's going to be taking my focus away from right. my prayer and study of the word, right? So, so that's the idea. So that's the other. You can get messed up. A lot of ministers get messed up in the heart when they get paid too much. <laughs> but more ministers get messed up in the heart as they continue to struggle wow. because they don't get paid enough. Wow. In case you didn't know, you're why we do what we do at the Faith Chair. You're also the ones who make it possible for the Faith Chair to reach all around the world. And we want to thank you for that. And we want to continue to encourage you. If you enjoy these conversations and discussions, if you have been fed by them, challenged by them, uh, if they have helped you find more questions or answer questions that you have, we want to ask you like, subscribe, share, Tell people about it. Help us spread the word. We do it for you, and we hope that it's making a difference for you. And we thank you for listening to the Faith Chair. Enjoy the rest of this conversation. And they well, get bitter towards God. They get bitter yeah. towards the church. They get bitter towards people who don't give. Right. Who are the very people they're supposed to be discipling. Right. And and they're they're struggling, so they're stressed. Their marriage is stressed. Their kids hate God and church because they grew up in difficult circumstances yeah. um, and around stressed yeah. parents who probably blew up at them and, yeah. it's, and it all comes back to money right and that's why 
there's an increasing push and even you know we've been we've been talking with our um, the superintendent of the Pacific Northwest Conference yeah. of the Free Methodist Church and his encouragement to new to new pastors and to church planners stuff is be bivocational. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's yeah. it's okay to get some money from the mm-hmm. church, mm-hmm. but you need to understand that for ministry models to really work and yeah. for you to really be free to lead the way God leads leads you to, mm-hmm. you need to be making money outside the church. Yeah. Right. That's so key. I feel like it's key, and we might have mentioned this with uh, Roy, but I feel like it's key because it makes what you talk about actually real. Yeah. Because you now have to be in the real world right. exercising the things that you've been talking about. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, let's just think, think of a hypothetical one that we all hate to talk about. It's right giving. Mm-hmm. Think about the impact on your church and the listeners. When you talk about giving... And they know that none of that money is going into your pocket. Okay. None um, of it's going into your pocket. If you guys and have any questions, that, hate mail, you can send it to. <laughs> right. We're done. We're of, over. On top of that, they know that you're working <laughs> right. just like they have to work. Right. Right. And that right. you're tithing just like you're right. asking them to tithe. Right. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's huge. Did, he didn't, Paul didn't say instruct those that are wealthy among you. To be generous, some translations translations say command those that are among you to be generous and understand that what they have comes from God. With the inference being that you don't have to. Right. He was just saying, hey, they they think they they're exempt from being generous because of oh this was my inheritance this is I worked hard for this da 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 da, da. we don't have to help right. those people. He's like no. That's not this what the body of Christ does. This is my does. vacation. Home. Right. This is my 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 the field the vineyard I bought for my kids to inherit. Mm-hmm. And then and then you get into Acts and they're like yeah. they sold all that stuff. They sold to make sure that no one had any what any any. There's any, the any service. Life, right? There's the service. Yeah. It's like the the question I asked before I resigned uh, one Wednesday night. And I think I told you this one Wednesday night we were doing sound check. I was sitting on stage with my guitar. And soon as sound check was over, uh, I was about to take my guitar off and I just looked out into the auditorium and I was like, I literally said, Lord, is this it? Mm-hmm. Like, is this the service that you, rec- is this it? Yeah. Is this extend, is this the ex- uh, extent of the service that you require from me just to sit here and sing some songs on the guitar for yeah. some people and that's it? Yeah. And I heard a resounding no. Yeah. Like no, what does the not. what does the Bible say? Right, uh, present your lives, your as life, a living sacrifice, your life. This is your reasonable, your whole life, your reasonable act of. Sometimes right. they say worship. Sometimes they say service. That's right. Right, like if you're getting paid to do something, it no longer costs you anything. Yeah, you're coming out on the plus side. Yeah, that's right. It doesn't cost you anything because right. whatever it is that you have to pour out into that, you're being right. compensated for that. That's right. And that's exactly what God talks about, where you already received your just reward, mm-hmm. and so there's no there's no bonus points in heaven. Yeah. You you got yours, yeah, because what you poured out was given back into you by yeah. this system, right? And so, like, yeah, it just it presents so many problems, and, and like we've talked about before, the like, system, the fact that you said the system. 
what you poured out is giving back to you by the system. Is jacked. <laughs> yeah, because that's because that's the again. Right. That's a system of what we experience in the yeah. mainstream yeah. Christian church in America, in Western church, that we have ex- tried to export mm-hmm. to other parts of the world as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Uh, what people would call evangelical Christian church, it's a man-made system. Yeah. It doesn't appear anywhere in Scripture. Right. Uh, none of what we do and or how we do it appears mm-hmm. in Scripture. The elements do. Right, prayer. All those elements are there, right? But not, right. not the, not the methodology. The that's right. And, and, and again, that's a system that we know, mm-hmm. and so we think that that's the way we have to do it. Um, and so people just, even when they feel weird about it, even when they get that Holy Spirit check, they're like, "Well, I'm called to ministry. How else am I supposed to?" How else I don't I know anything. Do else. How else am I supposed to do this? Right. right? And it's super funny because, like, <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, because this is like a weird di- is dichotomy. Is that the right word? I don't know. But so, like, right now, mm-hmm. with the possibility of, of of Jen getting this this position to lead worship just on Sunday mornings at yeah. this church, right? Yeah. Between that and, and me running sound, mm-hmm. we wouldn't need to take money from the church that we're leading for sure but we're getting it from churches right so like it's kind of weird because on the one hand it's almost like we're still in that system as staff members right even though we're really just sunday mornings if you want to call it servants right we're sunday morning staff members yeah which is allowing us to to plant this church and minister people free of yeah so it's kind of cool because we're because we're providing we are providing in some ways a skilled service, mm-hmm. which frees us from the obligations of worrying about money. True, as we actually like preach the word and disciple yeah. people. Yeah. So it's kind of like this weird thing where like we're we're pulling from the system with the right hand so and not free. with the well. Yeah, I mean, well, this is what I was telling Mariah the other day. If that is how the system is going to work then why not use the system, but be wise about it? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, still operate in love because God has made concession for us to do it. Like, like he hasn't burned this whole joint up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So why not? Um, I can't remember the content. Something happened. I was like, babe, if it has to be this way, yeah. then I want to, uh, and I have to be a part of it, and I'm a part of it, then I want to yeah. be wise in how I yeah. uh, use it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because we, I could go that way. It's easy right. to go that way and, and be like, well, is it still service now that I'm getting paid? Has my heart changed? Yeah. Um, but since God has made concession for it and, and this is how it is for the time being, quote unquote, um, then there is a wise way to use the system. You know what I'm saying? I think like we talked about the key, the keys are you cannot let the money overtake what God wants you to do. That's right. If 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 the money is making you unable to say yes to God, mm-hmm. and I believe that the people who are hearing this who may be in this situation, you know, right? You know, you felt it in your spirit. You mm-hmm. know that God's been saying you to do one thing, and mm-hmm. you've been hesitant because of the because of the finances. You can't let that happen. Yeah. The other thing is you have to maintain the heart of a servant. And to me, that means always going above and beyond That's whatever right. the scope of what you're That's being paid right. for. That's right. That is right. 
and that looks a lot of different ways. If you if you're in full time ministry and mm-hmm. you're being paid for forty hours of work, you need to make sure that you're actually doing forty hours of work. Mm-hmm. I Something think there's, close there's to way, it. There's way too many pastors and staff members, mm-hmm. and, and like I said, in the church and in the nonprofit world, who are taking advantage yeah. of what they are paid because there's there's no way to really track what you're right. doing and what you're producing. Right. I love right. I love what Jared said. I don't know if it made it through the edits because <laughs> we had to cut out some of his background story because the episode was so long and he told a lot of his background story before we got to talk about the virtual ministry. Yeah. Uh, so I don't remember if this got cut or not, but he was talking about how when he was on staff at City Church uh-huh. with Pastor Wendell, they had this they had this intentional expectation. If you were a full-time staff that. member, yeah. You are expected to have a ministry that's outside of your job description. That's right. Because they recognize you don't really have 40 hours of right. work to do. Right. We understand that in order to be dedicated and focused on the work of this church, we need to pay you full time. But then we expect that you're doing some yeah. ministry outside of your job description. Right. right. So if you're being paid for audio, then you're also involved in men's ministry. Right. If you're being paid as an associate pastor yeah. and you you do X, Y, and Z, we're also expecting that you, mm-hmm. you know, are are having a small group or yeah. you know ha- having a <clears throat> a home group. You have to right. You know, right. there was this expectation because of an understanding that. Mm-hmm. If you're not doing that, then it just becomes about the paycheck and it's not yeah. about service. So, like, what I'm doing right now, right, they brought me on and the, the, the board at the church had agreed to give the worship pastor, the worship budget, mm-hmm. X amount of dollars mm-hmm. through the end of the year. Yeah. And so, you know, she kind of did the calculate this time as we can pay per hour for rehearsal plus Sunday mornings. Mm-hmm. And then there were some some upgrades and some some work that needed to be done outside of that. Yeah. And she was kind of figuring out, okay, how many extra hours do we have? It's like, okay, you can put four hours through this. And I was like, I was like, honestly, I was like, you don't have to stress about this. I'm happy yeah. to help. If three hours is what we have within that budget, cool. And then whatever hours go after that, don't worry about it because that's service. Right. And I'm happy to serve right. the ministry and to serve right. the department that I'm right. You know, being paid to work and, and to serve the church, <laughs> right? Like, don't I'm like, don't not do something because you don't think you have the hours in the budget for. It. Just let me know. I'm happy to help. Keeping that heart of a servant is super important. Right. If you're getting paid again, whether it's a stipend, part time, mm-hmm. full time, whatever, mm-hmm. keeping the heart of servant, which to me means you are not just willing, but I think that you, like Jared said, you yeah. need to be. There needs to be an intentional expectation. That's right from leadership on down of yourself and from leadership that you are doing more than That's what you're right. technically being paid for. That's right. Because again, this isn't Microsoft. Mm-hmm. This isn't IBM. This mm-hmm. isn't Google. Mm-hmm. You should not be going up to your, and I see this, I'm saying this because I see this all six out of 10 posts yeah. on some of the Facebook groups that yeah. I'm in for youth pastors, senior yeah. pastors, millennial pastors is, what would you guys do if, like, your pastor wants you to do X, Y, Z, and that's not a part of your job description? Oh. Uh, bro, do Ooh. it. Like, and I get when it, oh. it can cross into, like, abusiveness. For sure. Like, uh, like if you want to sure. keep getting this little stipend we're giving you, you need to be giving us For sure. About 30 For sure. Years. Like, of course, there's lines. Mm-hmm. There's wisdom. But you can't be like, that's not my job. That, that, that doesn't exist in the kingdom of God. It does not exist. I, because it doesn't even exist at Disney. Some of the top organizations in the world. Uh, one of the um, executives from Disney wrote a book 
in one of the chapters, I actually, we had gone through one of the chapters in a uh, staff meeting where the guy talked about his book. And one of the chapters, we were watching the videos uh, as a staff. One of the chapters, uh, he was talking about you, uh, you own it, the fact that you own it. Even though you're not the owner of the company, right. you own it. So the CEO of the company, is he, if he's ever walking the grounds of Disney World, Disneyland, and he sees trash, he picks it up. Right. Because it's his company. He's like, I want right. to represent my company. Yeah. But he's like, but it's your company as well, too. So if you're, walk, if you're one of the characters and you're walking through the park... Say, for instance, you're Cinderella. You're paid to be Cinderella. And you're walking through the park and you see trash. You should pick it up. Why? Because it's also your company. Yeah. Even though your job description is to be Cinderella. Yeah. You are... Uh, it is It is told to them. It's not one of those unexpected... It's not one of those um, unspoken expectations. Mm -hmm. It is a spoken expectation that yeah. this is your company. So treat it like that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like... And that's, that's a carnal... Yes. Corporate yes. organization. So, like, you translate that into the body of Christ. Right. Well, we're right. all in this together. Every individual, every ecclesia, church, and the whole body, all of us are in this together. But it's not my job description. That's not my. <laughs> right? It's just like. I, I mean, I can't laugh because if you don't know, you don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. people, there's people that just don't know. Which is why we do this podcast. Because, yeah, yeah. I mean, we want people, we want to help people grow in the understanding of, no, you, yeah, you're getting paid, but that's just, that's part of the system, like you called it. Mm -hmm. It's part of the system. God made concession for that. And if you have to be in the system, be wise and be a servant. We're right. servants before we're paid. Right. Right. Yeah. We, were, we, were, we were servants before we were ever paid. And that's never, the money will stop, but the serving won't. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, in, in the book, I point out a couple of places. And I think most of this is in the last section on Jesus, the supernaturalist. Mm -hmm. and, and there's two, two chapters where we kind of break down his primary miracles and his primary healing separately. Your graphic is dope, by the way. Thank you. It's very um, dope. And uh, we, you know, I was talk. I talk about how, like, there was se there's several instances where we see Jesus 
moved by compassion mm-hmm. to actually operate outside of what he said his God given mm-hmm. role was. Right? You have the you have the Gentile woman. That's right. And he said with the crumbs. I, yeah, and he That's said right. I, I was not sent to you, and yet out of compassion he mm-hmm. responded to her. You yep. have this the Samaritan woman. At the well, there That's was right. there was moments uh, the the wedding at Cana. He That's said, right. "It's not yet my time." That's right. And and so you know there was times when Jesus operated outside of his work, his job description, motivated by what love and compassion. Thank you. Thank um, you. Paul does the same. Like, do mm-hmm. any of us think that the churches were paying him enough money to get whipped, imprisoned? smuggled out of cities in baskets because he was getting he was get, he was getting. Uh, attacked and like do any of us think that he was getting paid enough for that no he was though they were supporting probably enough for him to meet like his tangible needs of like having food and shelter outside of what his tent company could do especially (laughs) when he was traveling right right um yeah yeah was not was not like compensating him away right or anything like that he his most of his ministry would be what we would consider service yeah because he was not being paid enough for it to be considered like his job description so let me ask you this question this is the other question that i had from earlier does the word where does the because i don't think the word ever appears but does the description of the word ever appear in scripture volunteer Mm. volunteer I mean that's that's a good question. Is because you mentioned it earlier, and I thought about it because I've asked this question of I, some other of, <laughs> of my friends. I would say I think it comes down to it comes down to your conception of volunteer. Mm-hmm. Here's how I think most people conceptualize the idea of volunteer: mm-hmm. I am willing to do something, and I have the right to not do it anymore when I want to. Thank you. Thank you. That, that's exactly that is how a, I that understand That is not it. a biblical picture. That's right? exactly the, how I understand what, what it. Right. We see one of my favorite uh, uh, descriptions in, in scriptures when Paul says mm-hmm. uh, God's love compels me. That's right. Which in, in the Greek is almost akin is akin to control. Yeah. Almost to the level of being forced. That's right. We understand that God doesn't force us to do anything because we mm-hmm. have free will. Mm-hmm. We can choose. But... It, there's a compulsion to it, like you. And again, we present our lives, our entire life, not just yeah. part of our lives, but our mm-hmm. whole lives. We love God with our whole heart and our whole mind. That's and right. Our all of our strength. Like, there's right. no. There's no. There's no partiality in it. There's no That's par- right. partitioning uh, in any of these scriptures. Uh, we present our whole life mm-hmm. as a living sacrifice to God. So there's mm-hmm. no like, I'm willing to do that, and then. When it's not comfortable anymore, or it's not convenient anymore, or I don't feel like it anymore, I get to stop. Right. Um, so in that sense, I think what we have, what we have created, the culture of volunteerism we've created in the church is not biblical. Right. Um, and and I think that come that comes from the lack of discipleship. Mm-hmm. I I posted today, um, from a couple of different thoughts that had brought this up, but mostly in in finalizing the book for print and everything. Is like it took it took Jesus almost the entirety of three years. Mm-hmm. This is twenty four seven three sixty five pretty much with yeah. these disciples. Yeah, to make them into decent enough disciples and good enough leaders that he could trust the church in their hands after he left. Mm-hmm. Three years. Yeah, almost completely, and yet 
in the church today, we think we can have like six week discipleship courses, and and going right. back to the idea of pastors being paid right. what they do with their time, like right. oh yeah, I, I disciple ten people. Oh, how do you disciple? I meet with them for an hour a day a week. Mm-hmm. If we were to translate that into how much time Jesus spent, so if Jesus needed however many hours that did right. is I did if I did my math, yeah. To make a disciple, you mm-hmm. think you can do it in an hour and a week, a, a week for what a few years? Wow! Like if we were to equate it to Jesus, that would take like that means it would take us an hour a week for like fifty years or something like that, probably. Yeah. To make a disciple. Yeah. And so it's like discipleship requires more than that. It requires more of that from the person because you have to commit That's to spending right. the time right. with your teacher. That's right. But then it also requires that time to be invested by the teacher. That's right. You have to be willing to spend hours and hours and time mm-hmm. and time and teaching and correcting and sending mm-hmm. and teaching and correcting and sending and or, or really it's te- modeling, teaching, sending, and then correcting. Yeah. Is how Jesus I did think it. they used to live uh, with the whole uh, with how the Greek model of student and teacher, and even the 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 Pharis- the, the rab- rabbinical model of student and teacher, they would live, if not with them, right outside, like across the way from them, like where they were always together. They was were it, they were together. Was it was that was that Samuel? I think so. yeah, it was when was he it, said he heard him calling. Yeah, and he, heard and him, he was yes. right, he was, he was there right there. living with he was right he there was just outside the room. They were sent. They would send them much like um, what we saw in the, the depiction of the movie Spartan, where they sent the boys to go Appren- uh, apprenticeships were the same way. They were getting sent out. You didn't go, you didn't go and right. work with them and then go back home. Mm-hmm. No, you, you stayed. lived there. That's right. Yeah, because you had to understand how it what it took day to day. Yeah. Uh, from sunrise to sunset. Yeah. You had to understand what it Gosh. took to rest, to recuperate, to to you know the the late nights to you know perfect your skill, and they had to know all of that so they had to live with you. Right, we don't do discipleship like that because no. it's inconvenient, right? Gosh, man. Um, and so because of that, we've had to substitute it with volunteerism. Yeah. Right? And and, and I love what, uh, you know, Roy said this. Uh, Jer- again, Jerry said this. was like, we expect all of the people who are in our churches to do basically the same things that we do yeah except for they have to work that's and we don't so it's like oh my god again so where is the service yeah. where is the part where i'm going beyond yeah yeah my duty where i'm fulfilling not only the 40 hours i should be putting not yeah. towards the church but towards the kingdom every week plus where is like where like I feel like most ministers are not even fulf- and like Jared said when you're in a bigger church you might be filling those forty hours up but it's like administrative yeah organizational leadership it becomes stuff, more organizational right? yeah. stuff yeah but it's like but where's the service because the service is beyond that forty hours mm-hmm. if you're getting paid I feel like in this conversation my whole mindset is is like moving. From not just in favor of online, uh, but like maybe that's what it should look like. Like get rid of the building, just do online because it'll free you up to do the actual work of the ministry. Yeah. Now we don't have we don't have people having to come after work to set up the kids' room to to 
to set up the instruments and stuff yeah, like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and yeah, which if you're not doing that during the week, it's fine because yeah. you got the weekend. But the other side of it is if you're bivocational, then yeah. your your church isn't going to be stressed out to be able to pay. They're for not the, going to be stressed out. They're going to be able to pay the mortgage because they don't have to right. pay you a full time salary. Mm-hmm. And the people who are who are saying, you know what, this is my reasonable service after I have spent eight hours. My reasonable service, I I get joy doing this. And for the people who have who are who have been discipled well, who are not just serving in a completely different area when they go to the body of Christ, it's just like a continuation of the rest of the of the earlier part of their day. Yeah. They're just like, yes, this is my reasonable service. I love to be here. You're not stressing them out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because they gotta rush from their nine to five to now the building to get stuff set up and uh, it's I just had a thought I, said, mm-hmm. I was like when you when you think about the system of church that we've created from this this light yeah and recognizing that of course there's been a ton of shifts in this area mm-hmm. um, but but it's still a fair, fairly more a more traditional uh, idea that that a lot, especially people in church, try yeah. to hold on to. Yeah, is it's no wonder there's more women in church than men. <sighs> there was a book written years ago called uh, "Why Men Don't Want to Come to oh, Church." I have it. Yeah. yeah. So it yeah, that's that's crazy. But it's yes, yeah, yeah. it's not just a, it's not just that certain things have become kind of feminine and mm-hmm. expression and stuff mm-hmm. that they talk about things like that. But it's it's also it. It could be, I think it is, partly at least, as simple as they gotta work. <laughs> they, they gotta and you, work. You put and and again, I think and I think Jerry said this again, and again I apologize to you guys if in the midst of cutting out some of his background information we lost some of these nuggets. Uh, it wasn't the intention. Right. But, uh, we it was just to, long. We wanted, yeah, we wanted to keep the episode on topic. Um was that it's we have to be Full-time uh, um, vocational ministers mm-hmm. have to be honest with what what is the example you've been setting. Have you been asking people to sacrifice when you actually... Oh, don't even start. We, can, don't we convince even ourselves that we sacrifice start. for the ministry. Right. And that might be because we take some late-night calls. But again, right. if you actually sat down... The grand and, scheme. And if you actually That's wrote right. down what it is that you honestly do every week... Mm-hmm. And realize, oh, I'm actually only doing right. 20 hours. Right. But I'm getting paid full time. Then right. that late night phone call is not service. That's right. And it's not sacrifice. It's a part of those 40 hours that you're not doing during the day. That's just a part of being a pastor. So oh. we convince ourselves that we do service and sacrifice. Yeah. But in re- if we're honest with ourselves, if we were to have somebody, if you're going to have a consultant come in, and and shadow you for two mm-hmm, weeks mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. actually give you an honest assessment. Mm-hmm. I think ninety percent of the time it'd be like you're not fulfilling your job requirements or the contract you have of employment. Now you're messing. So then now you're messing so with, then, people, with people. And you think that your people don't know that? Yeah. It's like no, they know. And so like when you're trying to tell them, okay, you you come from your and I mean yeah. these days you'll be lucky if they have a nine to five. That's right. It's probably a seven to five. Right. You know, or a or a three to midnight, mm-hmm. or you know whatever mm-hmm. crazy schedule people because nine to fives are just not as common as they used to be. You got people working all kinds, you know, weekends. Weekends aren't guaranteed right. to be like people were doing all kinds of stuff, and then you want them to sacrifice and come quote unquote volunteer quote unquote serve 
And they're looking at you like, you get paid to do this. Right. Why do you need me on top of everything else? You. We have to lead in right. serving. You were home all day, and then you came here. Yeah. You came straight here from home. We have to leave in serve, lead in serving, and serving, I don't think, can really be what we're paid to do. Yeah. We cannot be paid to serve. We have to be compelled by the Holy Spirit. It should be a, com- a, a compulsion right. based on the understanding of what God did for us through Jesus, like Paul said. His realization of that, well, there's nothing else for me to do. Mm-hmm. must do this you, you know what i'm saying um and that drive to to be the hands and feet of christ um has uh definitely gotten muddied and soiled because of uh, what money has done to yeah. cloud our judgment really it's it's um it's a shame and and that bleeds into how people serve or volunteer, quote unquote. I like to call it post. What they understand their post is supposed to be. Because when you're not getting paid to do a certain thing, uh, and you don't, uh, then you then you have that volunteer mentality. But if you have the post mentality, you understand. Paul Paul talks about it all the time. The military examples. He was like, this is, this is, this is my position, right. and if I'm enlisted to play this position, right. then I have to please. The one that enlisted right, me, right. you know. And, <laughs> so there's, I'm forgetting where it is right now. I was gonna look it up, and I was like, it's gonna take you too long to find it. But there's a there's a there's a verse in in the Bible. Uh-huh. Jesus, Jesus says this. 
And and what he's talking, he talks about how when a, when a when a master comes home, mm-hmm. he doesn't ask the servant. Oh, to I think cook his dinner. That's or whatever, right. And the, and and he doesn't thank the servant. That's right. For doing his duty. Yes. And, like the message is like when we're when we're doing what God asks of us, we shouldn't even be expecting praises or affirmations or thanks or blessings right. because it's actually just our reasonable service. It's Luke 17. Yeah, can you read it? Does Will it he the thank thing? the servant because he did not because he did what he was told to? Let me go to the actual uh Yeah, cuz this one's killer. Luke 17 9. This one blows up prosperity gospel. It blows up this question of being paid versus serving. It blows up volunteer culture, everything we just talked about. 17.9. So the apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. Oh, let me go closer. Oh, yeah, I'll start there. Increase our faith. And What's the, uh, what's the reference, everybody? So it's uh, Luke 17. Luke 17. Nine is where he says it, but I'll start from five. Uh, the apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. And Jesus replied, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it will obey you. Suppose one of you has a servant plowing or looking after sheep. Will he say to the servant when he comes in from the field, come along now and sit down to eat? Won't he rather say, prepare my supper, get yourself ready, and wait on me while I eat and drink. After that, you may eat and drink. Will he thank the servant because he did what he was told to do? So you also, when you have done everything you were told to do, shall, uh, should say, we are unworthy servants. We have only done our duty. Mm. Can What? Oh, what? Nobody preaches about that what? in the scripture. I've never, ever... In Can you what? my 38, I've never in in 33 years of my conscious what? attending of church ever heard anyone preach on that passage. I, I can't say I have either. It's cringy. Nobody wants to talk about that Bruh. passage of scripture. Because it blows it blows the whole idea that God is gonna bless us or right. give us anything right. other than good Bruh. and faithful servant oh my when gosh. I get to heaven in exchange for my serving. Right. He said, and then, and then, you, that was your duty. And what You're I love is, like, he doesn't just put it on the, the, the master. Right. He says, and the servant should say to themselves, That's right. I am just a lowly servant who has done my duty. I'm unworthy. Whoa. I've, on, I've only done my duty. Chew on That's that. what I was supposed to do. Chew on that one. No, but we're American. That's not what we do in America. That's not what we do. So if God tells you, you know, you're mm-hmm. you're a pastor, you're you're a teacher, you're a prophet. Mm-hmm. Like this is what I want you to do. I want you to, to equip my saints. What you know, mm-hmm. whatever it is he tells you to do, you should not expect any compensation for yeah. that. Yeah. There it is. You just doing your duty. Does that mean we're that just you, doing our duty? That mean you can't get any, that you shouldn't get any? I'm not saying any of that. We talked about earlier. Yeah. Paul doesn't say I didn't allow anyone to support me right. financially. Right. Even Jesus, right. there was those who right. supported his ministry financially. But if you cannot keep yourself, your heart and soul 
separate and pure from that money. Yeah. And if you ever let it control you, if yeah. you become a servant to it, yeah. then you're violating scripture. Right. You're violating the laws of Christ. And and it has and I and I think that that is part of what has led to the loss of discipleship. Mm. Like you said, the volunteerism mm-hmm. and so many of the things that have gone wrong in the body of yeah. Christ. Servanthood has to come first. Yeah. The heart of a servant has to come first before anything. And actually, no. Nothing comes after that. Right. Because if you say servanthood comes first, then payment comes? No. Yeah. Because we, like you just said, we should never expect to, yeah. that payment is the outcome yeah. of it. Um, the, the other yeah. the other verse that is used, I mean, it's really, to my knowledge, is those two. Yeah. Right? It's the... It's the, you know, delegate to these seven guys because we're supposed to be able to just focus mm-hmm. our whole lives on the word and prayer. That whole kind of idea of how mm-hmm. we're supposed to be able to live our lives as ministers. Mm-hmm. And two, you know, that the worker is worth his wages. Yeah. But again, as Pastor Jared pointed out, as I've seen in my experience, as I know that I'm guilty of mm-hmm. even at times in my own life, um, <laughs> the worker is worth his wages. Don't because I look. You, I looked you, up that you actual to, literal transliteration yeah, of you that. You have to. Your work has to justify the wages that you're getting. Come on. But but again, that's a transactional. Yes. That's not service. That's right. That's not sacrifice. That's right. So whatever, if you think that you're serving God, your yeah. service has to go beyond. So first, your work has to meet its wages, but mm-hmm. I think most people are most people in ministry are failing already there. Mm-hmm. But then your service has to exceed your work contract. Come on. The one translation says workman. The trans the Greek word for workman is field hand. Who's which out is, in the field? Which is Who, perfect. Who's right? in the field? Harvesters in the field, right? It's perfect. It ties right into his his. But these, are you in the field? You still and you got to be working in the field. You got to be meeting your quota, whatever that whatever that work contract is. You have to be meeting the expectations, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Not trying to, not like lawyers trying to yeah. stretch your payable hours mm-hmm. by pretending mm-hmm. you did stuff you didn't. Not lying to yourself or to the yeah. Lord because He knows. And then your service is something that's a step yeah. beyond that. Well, here's the pushback. Because some pastors will say, well, I'm too busy, and when I get out, when I, like, if I, as soon as I finish preaching, everybody wants to talk to me. So, like, I have to pull back. So, I have to make sure that I keep, I keep some of that, some of that time to myself. Like, and really being, you can't serve, I was thinking about this on, on my walk uh, the other day. You can't be a servant unless you're with other people. You have to be. In and among people in right. order to serve them. We think it's just serving because I'm talking to them. Mm-hmm. But you, you come down off the stage. Yeah. Be in their lives. Be around them. Be, uh, be among them. Find out what's going on in their lives. That, to me, is service. But we have these, these folks that talk, well, I, this, everybody wants to talk to me. Yeah. I feel like we've made, we, we have constructed that mess. It's it's so much, too much of it is like man's wisdom. Yeah. And again, not looking at Christ's example. Christ Christ went away, but he went away on his own after he took care of the crowd. After he took care of the crowd. He never left the crowd to go be by himself. He he took a few people away from the crowd to heal them, but he never went away from the crowd himself to be alone. Where was Jesus' house at? 
Was it in I, well, Wasn't it Beverly Hills? I, you know, separate from all I, the. There was like there was one time I'm trying to remember the circumstances where it says that he like. Well, after feeding the five thousand right. people were looking for him, but it was nighttime. So yeah, like ministry time was over, mm-hmm. and they said, "Oh, you know, where'd he go?" They didn't mm-hmm. know where he went. He got up on the hill. So, I think there was another time where he like just disappeared from amongst the crowd. But they were. Mm-hmm. Was that when? Was that when he cast out the demon into the? Because they were chasing yeah. him. Yeah. So that's that's yeah. totally different. Scenario. But it seems yeah. like every every story you just mentioned, it was after he poured out. Yeah. But he was with people. He was among them, is when he went to take some time yeah. to to be refreshed. And, and, and I love the there's there was one particular episode I don't remember the number or the title in mm-hmm. the second season of The Chosen. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you been watching that? I haven't. Okay, but so, they're about to do a documentary called Jesus Music, and he's hosting it. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they they showed like he's he has this little tent set up out yeah. in the middle of nowhere, and there's just this line of people getting ministered, and he's ministering to them all day and night and the, wow. the disciples are taking a rotation and they're yeah. tired and they're yeah. rotating through all of them helping yeah. him and he just he comes back at the end of the night after ministering to all these people all yeah. day and finishing finishing the line yeah and he's like exhausted and he just kind of curls up into his tent yeah 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 like is out right and yeah it's like who are you a servant to if you're a pastor, you're a shepherd. Shepherd of what? The sheep. And so you're going to say, I don't have time for the sheep? I think we get like, too I, I big. Get that, I get that there's boundaries. Right. And But regular folks have course, boundaries. Part of the problem is <laughs> pastors create boundaries, but then they also keep all the Christians babies who need them. So that's, uh, I mean, that's kind of like, <laughs> that's kind of cruel and unusual punishment. Yeah. <laughs> But, Not you know, but healthy good. boundaries with healthy discipleships, like yeah. okay, you can hear from the Lord yourself, like yeah. this is my family time, or this. But to do that on a, on a Sunday, yeah, that's a work day. Yeah, if you're a full time ministry, <laughs> right? That's, that's part of work. Day. That's how the system Everything else has, is like preparation made. for that. Right. The way we have the system is made. And then like you're that. gonna you're gonna preach for an hour and then be like, no one talk to me anymore. Right. Like, that's yeah, not how the system works. <laughs> That's not how it's supposed to work. That's not how it's supposed to work. You are there for them. That's right. And 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 so yeah, have people. If you can't do it, you shouldn't do it all by yourself. Unless you have people that are helping you do that. And again, Mm -hmm. if you like for me, yeah, I do it because that's what we do. Yeah. But I've also I've never been a pastor preaching at like a large church. Yeah. Where you'd have to deal with like a lot of people after service. Being a being a teacher, yeah. but also being an introvert, socially awkward person, mm-hmm. I would much rather have a team of pastoral people doing that. Persons, you know, extroverts handling that who are actually going to be good at it because I'm not going to be great at it. But it's also not something where I would be like, like they can't even come up to me, they right. can't touch me, right. like you know, hustle me off the bat silence right. because right. then are you even a shepherd? That's not a servant. Like yeah, like what are that's you? That's a superstar. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly. a superstar. Yeah, like you're not Justin Bieber. Okay, you're you're a pastor. We and, if, and if that doesn't work for you, do something then go else. be a motivational speaker. That's right. And have your security team because you can do that all day. That's right. Sell your books and like go do that if that's you're a pastor of people. Did I ever tell you about when we used to sing with uh, Andre Crouch? Oh. No matter how. 
long the event went, no matter how many people were there, he stayed after every event and sat at the edge of the stage or wherever it was on the steps and talked to everybody that wanted to talk with him. Because he understands, he, he's he serving with his everybody. He knows it's crazy. He's he knows who made him millions. It's the, I mean, if you if you yeah. understand music industry, these people make their money off of the concerts. They don't yeah. make their money off of the album, especially right. not anymore when people don't right. buy the whole CD That's right. to get that one That's song, right? right? So like they know who makes the money, so they're gonna invest in that. And same thing with the pet. How are you gonna preach for an hour and then dip out? I mean, because if you if you want to look at it from a really callous point of view, yeah, they paid for you to be there. It's their ties that are paying for you to be able to be up there and be a pastor. That's so a really I, callous point. That's how, a, but, yeah, but yeah, yeah, but if you want to look at you're it, right, like, how dare you're right. you just peace out and you're right though. Yeah, where is the service? Forget right. the service, right. man. Right. I that's paid for of, this. That's part of your job description. Mm-hmm. I doubt that there has ever been a church whose job description with a pastor was. No interaction with with members of the church on Sundays, that would be insane. So you're right. All that comes from that comes from celebrity culture. Celebrity culture, yeah. Be mess, but man, I hope you guys got got something out of this. This is uh, it. Definitely made me think. Help reorient me around why I do what I do, um, and it has nothing to do has nothing to do with money, but. Uh, what Jesus did in my life and the fact that both Jesse and I love the church and we will always serve God's church um, for for nothing and for for something if they if people decide to pay us um, because the concession has been made for the system that exists um, we will use we will use it wisely and I don't even know if use is the right word we will um, we will steward it wisely. Yeah. That's another great thing about like proper discipleship and leadership. Mm-hmm. So like, a couple of weeks ago, my wife wasn't feeling good. And out of an abundance of caution, because it was, it was a weekend and we weren't going to be able to get tested or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a few amino compromised people in, in our home church that we planted. You know, we told them, Hey, we're not going to be able to be there. Yeah. Uh, this week. And uh, so we hit up the people who host it, their ho- the home hosts and he said, hey, would you guys mind leading the discussion? And, For sure. And one of the other girls who used to be on the worship team with Jen, like, hey, could you lead the worship? And and uh, it's like all, all good. And there was no stress. Like, Jen was kind of like, she was a little bit stressed. She's like, yeah. hey, this is only our fourth meeting. Yeah. Like, we can't. Me-. And I'm like, babe, that's what's beautiful about building a church is not dependent on any one person. Thank we you. don't that's have good. to be there. That's good. There's mature people there who can lead these discussions. That's good. They can lead that's worship. Good. They don't need us to be there. So even when it, if it came to the point of like someone wanting me to travel to preach somewhere, mm-hmm. I don't need to charge them any money other than what it might cost to travel. Right. Um, right. Because some people would be like, well, from my time away from my family, uh, it's just... Like, you're going to be doing that anyway. Right. Some people in my church are like, well, you got to compensate for me not being there for my church. Well, that's, yeah. your church should be able to be fine without you if you're doing it right. <laughs> if, did you sound, your description of what just happened this past Sunday sounds like a healthy parent. You're like right. you've ra- you were able to healthily raise or, in this sense, equip people to know what to do. When you're not home, 
Right. Like that's why we can leave our kids because yeah. we've equipped them to be able to make some of the same decisions that we would make if we were home about yeah. the trash, about yeah. food, about the dog. They know what yeah. to do. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So why why freak out? We don't have to. Yeah. Plus, like, like I was, like when I was preaching up at uh, Des Moines, yeah. Realized, yeah. Like, I'm already paid full time. Yeah. I don't have any financial need in my life. Mm-hmm. So I don't need any money. So yeah. to take money from a church mm-hmm. that can be used for ministry, it's like That's good. whatever you're going to give me for honorarium, mm-hmm. give it to a widow in your yeah. church. Yeah. Donate to a charity. Like I don't That's good. need it. I mean, there'd be some conversation to have if there was some need. Like, hey, I would love to come preach to your church. This is going on right now. You know, I've got some financial need. Yeah. And they're like, hey, we'd love to help with that. This yeah. That's like, different. That's the body of Christ. That's right? different. That's right. The that's church, right. the the parts of the body you have sacrificed for those yeah. who are in lack in a moment. That's beautiful. Yeah. But to be like, you know, I need five thousand dollars because I'm so and so. The or, new Benz just came out. Or that's you know that's my and you're you're already paid full time and have all your bills paid. Like why are you taking money from from people? <laughs> it's just it, you know it gets so crazy and the motivations get so questionable and again your heart might be right but then there's that verse that says you know conduct yourself in right. in righteousness and holiness so that right. no one can question that's your right motives that was a total paraphrase <laughs> that's not exactly how it says it but that mm-hmm. but that's the point mm-hmm. of, the, of the verse right? right so it's like no matter how you look at it yeah there's a very complicated. There's a lot of complicated questions when you when you talk about people in ministry being paid, um, and it raises a lot of issues and questions. And again, like we said, not saying a hundred percent of the time that it's bad, yeah, or that we can't support those in ministry, or that the worker is not worth their wages. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of questions to be had about whether those standards are really being met, yeah, and what the true hearts and motivations are a lot of, for a lot of those people who are in ministry. We should definitely follow this up with, should uh, musicians get paid? Like having that conversation. Yeah. Because that's we've a... Been talking, we've been talking about we that We should one. definitely follow that, follow this up. Part two. Yo, so I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. If you have any questions and you want to continue this conversation outside of the podcast, um, and you have any topics, you have music. Jesse. Where can they send? <laughs> yeah, I thought you had it memorized. Where can they send? <laughs> yeah, you guys can send all that to us directly via email at faithchairpodcast at gmail.com. Again, no the at the beginning, just faithchairpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And then uh, you can also connect with us and, and, and message us. You can, I'm assuming, also send files if you have music files. For sure. Uh, via Facebook, uh, Instagram, or Twitter. Um, it's just, all of them should be at or slash the faith chair. Um, and you can connect with us any one of those ways. Man, this is a great conversation. Yo, so we out. We hope you guys have a great weekend. And we'll see you next time on the faith chair. Peace. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. Join us next time. Yes, please join us next time as Jesse and I continue to answer questions that arise at the intersection of faith and culture. And here's the full track from Johnny Amato, Deep Waters, available wherever you stream music. Enjoy. Say your presence like the wind, the mighty rushing wind. Love is stronger than anything that's tangible. 
fear too strong, no high too great, and nothing that can separate your love from me, your love from me. So I lift my voice to seek your reaching head. For the ocean's deep, but here I stand. Lord, in this storm, you're my peace. Nothing will take you from me. So I step on deep waters. I will not fear like air that I breathe. I know you're near. You call me out to walk by faith and not to be afraid. In the storm, you said, be still and go in peace. future in your perfect hand, your mighty head. So I live my voice cause I know you are near. For the ocean's deeper will not fear. I will not fear. Lord in the storm Step on deep waters, I will not fear. Like air that I breathe, I know you're near. Nothing's greater than your love. At the cross, you overcome. So I step on deep waters. I will not fear like air that I breathe. I know you're near. I know you're near. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
Step on deep water.